it wouldn't be a Black Friday on Amazon if our ad console didn't break in some way in classic Amazon fashion. So at around, what, 2 p.m. or so, we just stopped getting spend reported. We were still spending, our ads were still live, and sales were still being reported in ad console. So everything looked like it had a really high ROAS because we were seeing sales but not spend. Our biggest piece of advice on it is just make sure your campaigns are set up in a way that you're ready to spend to the end of the day because then you should be able to run that throughout the day when there's issues because not seeing spend in the middle of Black Friday and just hoping that you're not way overspending is a terrifying concept. Are you ready to grow your audience and revenue? Send in Blue is a multi-channel marketing platform that empowers businesses to create stronger customer relationships. Create personalized emails, captivating SMS campaigns, chat, custom landing pages, quick sign-up forms, automated workflows, and more instantly. Curious to learn more? Sign up today at sendinblue.com forward slash DTC and enter promo code DTC to get one month free on a premium plan. Do it all with Sendinblue. It's all killer, no filler, the D2C podcast. I'm Eric Dick, and you have tuned into our Black Friday Cyber Monday retrospective. I'm here with the uh, some of the key Pilot House stakeholders across our Amazon and paid socials team, which includes both Meta and TikTok. Uh, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Just off the top, how did this Black Friday Cyber Monday period compare to our expectations of what it would be going in? Nate? Um, yeah, from a meta perspective, I think we kind of all came into this Black Friday, Cyber Monday expecting, actually not really knowing what to expect. We assumed obviously conversion rates would jump, we'd be able to spend through and drive some significant performance for clients. But I think it really blew our expectations out of the water a little bit. It was a lot stronger than we expected. In a lot of cases, we were actually able to, to match or exceed our, our revenue targets from last year, which is awesome kind of in this, this kind of new landscape. Overall costs on platform were actually down a little bit. Uh, I think this was likely because we are, we're also seeing a bit of a decline in you know in the accounts we can see into a decline in the overall spend on platform versus 2021. Obviously, to be expected, 2022 is a little bit tougher. But overall, really really strong conversion rates were high. Uh, we were able to pump spend and drive some really solid results. This is the buzz online as well. You know, Facebook's back. The rumors of its death have been greatly exaggerated. I, I saw someone recently saying, oh, I, I thought everyone was going to be spending all their budget on TikTok this year, but Meta uh, just came through big. How was TikTok from your perspective there, Spencer? TikTok is an interesting one from the bunch of three here. It's so new, uh, especially when it comes to Black Friday. Uh, we had a good Black Friday last year, but minimal amount of management, I'd say. But over this last year, the amount of clients that we work with has grown and those partnerships have continued to grow throughout the year. Uh, so then coming into this Black Friday, I said, what can we kind of expect? And we just have to tell them, it's uncharted territories. You guys are in the position to find where those, those wins and losses are. Obviously, we can help to direct it in terms of the creative direction and messaging and overall like what we see over the past month, two months leading up to Black Friday. Some accounts that we've been working with for quite a while saw some massive successes. Some accounts that had like their biggest days uh, to date for sure. Uh, and then some that kind of like missed their mark. It was kind of a, all over the place for us, but as I'm sure a lot of accounts were, but overall super, super positive. 
Before we jump into Amazon, Nate mentioned off the top that we actually saw ad costs down. Do we know like just about how much ad costs rose this year during this time versus earlier year in the year? Like do we saw, did we just see a similar rise in ad costs, but it just wasn't quite as high? Yeah. Um, typically you would see it rise up. Um, usually we see a, a kind of steady rise come in through Q4 as it warms up. And then you see a big jump as a lot of people pour in extreme amounts typically over like a Black Friday weekend. Um, so usually we see even in a week to two week period in November, there are a pretty big difference. We definitely saw it rise week over week quite a bit, but just compared that level of how much it rose uh, was a little bit less than, than what we saw last year. For extra context there, we saw, I think from January to October of this year, I think we're like across all of the accounts we've, you know, we have visibility into, there was, there was around like 150% increase in CPMs from January to October of 2022. But then specifically November and Black Friday, Cyber Monday specifically, there was around, like Taylor said, around a 9%, 7 to 9%, somewhere in that area, decrease in CPMs compared to 2021. How about on uh, on Amazon over there, Clifford? How how did the brands fare? Yeah, similar to Spencer, it was quite a mix. And similar to Nate, um, coming into Black Friday, it was worrying looking. So for definitely early early November, mid-November, a lot of our accounts were down a little bit from last year. Um, you but, know it's worrying when you have Jeff, just sorry to interrupt, but when you have Jeff Bezos literally on interviews telling people not to buy big screen TVs right now, and, you know, he's, he's out there in the economy saying these really amazing things. So I could understand the pretext going into Black Friday thinking, OK, maybe it's going to be a little subdued this year. Yeah, super helpful advice from <laughs> Bezos as he leaves his CEO to go tell the populace not to buy things. Very great. Thanks, man. Um, as we came into Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we actually saw on a lot of our brands, to be fair, a lot of our accounts are very much in a scaling up phase on Amazon, but we saw a significantly larger Black Friday, Cyber Monday than we did last year, specifically actually Cyber Monday more than Black Friday on our end. Um, I don't know if that's just a people filling up their cart and waiting to check out till Monday type of thing or something else going on, but um, Black Friday was great, but Cyber Monday was a little bit better. And that's not what we saw last year. Last year, Black Friday hit a little bit harder. Let's talk about the length. What, what, what was Black Friday, Cyber Monday to us? Are we still in Cyber Week for any of our brands? Like, have we tried to extend it beyond the regular cyber period? Definitely. We're still running, like, I guess, extended Black Friday, Cyber Monday offers in some cases. Some have flipped now to kind of gifting and focusing on December. But I think like every year, lots of people tend to run sales till like, you know, end of day today, end of day tomorrow before flipping over for the holidays. And then they generally are hard asses and will say, you know, that you've missed the sale. Do they actually enforce when people come in after these deadlines, do you think? I mean, I, I think oftentimes it flips to a relatively similar sale, um, maybe more focused on gifting or like bundling or offers like that rather than just straight discount. Um, but I think the offers just tend to be relatively strong still through the gifting period in December. So This might be a dumb question, but Clifford, I'm curious on Amazon how you guys change your content or your creative to like cater to Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Because genuinely, like I didn't buy anything this year on Amazon, but I'm curious if there's like lessons learned on, on what your like creative strategy or your approach should be to that weekend. Yeah, so some brands will really lean into it and switch up. Like I've seen some horrible content of you just put like a bow on all of your listing images. But for the most part, we will keep 
a lot of our standard listing look and feel, but likely throw in a second image, like right behind the first image that will say, you know, shop X brands Black Friday sale on this date till this date, what percent off our catalog or what products or things like that helps to also just push the rest of the catalog helps when we're running a sale early helps when we're running it late that they see it because a big part of hitting Black Friday, Cyber Monday well on Amazon is that you need to schedule your deals and discounts within their systems properly so that they get all the special like badges and on the certain pages and things. You can't just like say, I'm going to run a sale price from Thursday till Monday and it just shows up like that. You're just going to get a cross out in a sale price. If you want to show up on like the Black Friday deal page and this Cyber Monday special page, like you have to schedule into those sales. And so a lot of the time your sale might be going live for Black Friday, off for Saturday, back on for Sunday and Monday or something because you had to schedule it in these weird ways to make it work. And so because of that, a lot of time we'll use the imagery to help explain some of those um, situations and cases as well to say like, okay, yes, this is our Black Friday sale. Yes, it's already on now or yes, it's still going and it's across our entire catalog. Go look at our other products too. I'm curious on the meta side from a technical perspective, were there any, the thing I heard a lot of people talking about cost caps, people are like, sounds like the big return of cost caps on, on Facebook ads for, uh, can someone explain to our listeners if they don't know what is a cost cap on a campaign? Why was it working and how did it work for us? Yeah. A cost cap. Uh, We definitely saw a resurgence with cost caps as well. A cost cap is essentially giving Facebook a target CPA um, to work with. And there's, there's two differences. There's big cap and there's cost cap. Cost cap is ultimately going to be aiming to get as many sales at that target CPA as possible. And it basically just gives an extra layer of control to the campaign. So um, there are different strategies and methods with it. Some people might opt to set a bit of a looser cost cap. Like you can look at your account average, look at the average window, what attribution uh, setting you're looking at and what that typical CPA is. And set it, but yeah, we, we saw saw a resurgence with it um, as kind of a core core campaign type during Black Friday and Cyber Monday for a lot of our brands. It makes perfect sense, right? Where with it's a bit more of a buyer's market, maybe with with the platform, and so therefore you can be a bit more choosy about how you want to buy it, right? That that kind of makes sense. I also uh, heard there was some buzz on Advantage Plus. Remind our readers and myself actually what Advantage Plus is and how it worked this uh, year, Nate. Yeah, it's basically. Facebook's newest campaign type, um, where they're they're just you're basically giving Facebook all the controls. They're dictating the audience, so they're going after a prospecting audience plus a portion of that is going to be a retargeting audience, so website visitors, engagers, all that kind of stuff. You can dictate the percentage that you allow Facebook to go after in terms of that kind of retargeting audience. But overall, it's just like the broadest campaign type you can choose. So it's automatic placements, Facebook choosing audiences, you feed it creatives. And then it'll go from there. We definitely saw really strong performance from Advantage Plus, And we even saw really strong performance when we had given the campaigns a very small relative to the total size audience to work with in terms of retargeting. Um, they still drove a lot of strong performance across accounts. We had probably, I would say, four or five accounts that spent a good chunk of their, if not majority of their budget through Advantage Plus over Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. So definitely a, a big win there. Yeah, just to confirm, a tidbit of information that's really interesting that our, our contact at Meta 
confirmed with us just last week or the week before is that it is based on a whole new back end of modeling uh, that Meta produced based on the challenges that came up post iOS 14.5. So it's a it's a pretty interesting campaign type to, to keep an eye on. Very cool. Anything on the TikTok or Amazon side on the technical insights? Clifford, you want to or spend? Yeah, either one. Jump in. On the on the technical side, like the variety of what campaigns were working across our across our accounts, uh, very pretty wildly. There was people where they were just going auto placement, and that just like cranked for them. It had the biggest scale, best best returns, and we felt pretty similar about the mid ROAS uh, bid strategy as, as well. I've actually was saying that it should be a pretty consistent uh, strategy across all of our accounts, is to just have uh, let's say five ad groups of different just like a variety of different min ROASs. And for the most part, it has a pretty good consistent hit rate for us. The only note that I saw around Black Friday was when like the competition on platform became quite a bit heavier and uh, the algorithm was trying to hit these specific audiences to maintain that, that ROAS. Uh, it could go a really good direction or a really bad direction of just like the CPMs are gonna be way higher because they're trying to hit this very specific audience to try to maintain that ROAS. And then it could just get that audience wrong and you just, or, and you now just have a super high uh, CPM audience and just no returns. And then vice versa, it could hit an audience amazing. It, it, can, it can be spot on and um, it can even be above that, that ROAS and the returns are, are great. CPM is still high, but it doesn't matter if you get the purchases. Very cool. Clifford, anything on the, uh, on the Amazon side? Yeah, it wouldn't be a Black Friday on Amazon if our ad console didn't break in some way in classic Amazon fashion. So at around, what, 2 p.m. or so, we just stopped getting spend reported and it stopped adding up. Like it just, we were still spending, our ads were still live um, and sales were still coming through. Sales were still being reported in ad console. So everything looked like it had a really high ROAS because we were seeing sales but not spend. Um, so relatively quickly, at least someone on our team realized that like something's going on here. Um, and so, I, I mean, our, our biggest piece of advice on it is just like make sure going into it, your campaigns are set up in a way that you're ready to spend to the end of the day because at that point, your campaigns probably would have just stopped. If you have like some budget rule that's going to add budget based on X or whatever, they're not going to raise it because the spend's never actually updating. But if your campaigns are set up already pre-Black Friday in a way that you know your bids are in a spot that if I pay this CPC based on my past performance, I should be okay and I expect a higher conversion rate, so we should be good going into it, then you should be able to run that throughout the day when there's issues because not seeing spend in the middle of Black Friday and just hoping that you're not way overspending is a terrifying concept. Luckily, it worked out in like 90% of cases, but yeah, it, usually sales break and we just control for total ROAS. We're like, okay, our spend is at 10K, we've sold 100K, we're still good. But uh, this time spend broke uh, on Black Friday and it's kind of a big thing across the industry. But um, if your campaigns are tight before you go into it and you're not trying like relying on rapid Black Friday adjustments, which you should probably make based on the data of Black Friday. But if, if your stuff is tight going into it, then you can be pretty confident that you can likely spend to the end of the day. Yes, you're likely going to spend a lot more on Black Friday than the other day. But if your main 
controlling factor is just that ROAS and you're confident in where your CPCs are going to land, then you should be good to spend through that day. If you weren't, you likely really overspend. Great technical insights. I wanted to ask about wins. So I know there was wins, there was pushes, maybe there was even some ones that weren't wins, losses you could even call them. But I wanted to say, if anyone had an example of a, of a, like the, of a really strong win, and then get, tell me why it was such a strong win. What was, what's the reason for, for your biggest win this Black Friday, Cyber Monday? On TikTok, we saw a pretty dramatic growth this year versus last, just overall, in terms of like our management. Our, our managed spend went up 760%, something like that. Uh, so overall, like the, the scale we were able to hit was was much, much higher than, than last year. Also like more accounts. And I think a, our biggest like win came from that growth of accounts that we've been able to work with this past year on TikTok, where the majority of our biggest wins this year actually came from brands that we worked with Q4 last year or early within the year. So I, I kind of see that as instead of just joining up uh, with like an agency or just like starting your efforts, you know, a month or so before Black Friday, uh, not only do you not hit that spend floor to then when Black Friday comes along, if you have some wins that you're able to scale up pretty dramatically and, and actually get like, you know, <laughs> a massive win opposed to a success, we're able to, to work with the brands before, find out what messaging, what, uh, what kind of content works the best for them. And that's where our biggest wins have come from is almost not so much, oh, it was a massive win within Black Friday, it was a massive win the three months leading up to it. And then when Black Friday came along, our spend floor was was much higher. And then those wins became all much all that much sweeter. Yeah, actually, another one to kind of jump onto you on top of that, very similar to yours, uh, Spencer, is huge win was exactly that kind of the early momentum, I would say, built up in the lead up to it. Um, one of the, the brands I was media buying with, approximately 70% of our ad spend during Black Friday and Cyber Monday weekend came from content that had been getting warmed up and heating up at different points throughout the year, um, whether that was earlier messaging for the sale or um, whether that was uh, evergreen content from January, the summer, earlier in Q4, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and combined with that, I think our team collectively took a really big approach to writing everything down, seeing where we were trending, what's our target spend per day, what do we need to do to stabilize everything in the buildup, and then uh, what calculated risks do we need to take to, to find those wins based on how everything's trending so we can stay flexible. Um, and it, it resulted in us achieving the targets and, and having a, a really good weekend. I saw you have a note here about creative on on uh, on your big win. What was what was your big learning about creative this year? I saw, did you test, you tested last year's creative and this year's creative, how did it perform? Yeah, that was a huge, huge part of it as well. Um, so we we actually created an entire list of top ads um, going back to Black Friday the year before and looking at um, the relative spend and performance and then throughout the year as well. With that, we were basically able to look at where do we want to move the fresh creative in? We tried more of a strategy of introducing that in a broad set of retargeting audiences that we also wrote all of them down, all the different possibilities to make sure we maxed out our frequencies um, and then looked at what new creative do we want in with existing copy or new copy, like combining those variables together at different points in the funnel, we were basically able to build out an entire strategy and, and really set ourselves up to lean into the highest confidence creative styles per part of the funnel while still staying nimble to adjust based on new winners as well. So it, it worked quite well. Um, 
as simple as having a list of those top creative in a, in a doc somewhere to, to refer to and, and organize around. And Clifford, I assume your biggest win was not flat screen TVs because of our fr- our friend Jeff. What was I the mean, biggest win? I on did the, uh, make a very large TV purchase <laughs> on Black Friday. I mean, that's my personal biggest win for you're sure. Always going. Um, against, I love you. Always got to check Bezos a little bit. I like it. It's, yeah, uh, it's yeah. important. He tells you uh, not to. You're like, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, on platform, um, our biggest win it actually echoes both of what Spencer and Taylor said. So Spencer had said their biggest was a brand you know, worked with in the last Q4, similar here, our one of our largest year-over-year growths was a brand that we've been working with for, like, you know, mid-last mid year. Um, and a big part of that is just we knew what worked last year and we knew what didn't work and we could really, really capitalize on it. And all the learnings and all of the optimizations we made over the last year really hit when there's way more traffic on the website. So that's a big part of it. And then the other that kind of echoes what Taylor was saying, for brands, especially on Amazon, that are pushing into the top rankings for certain things, um, so we always use the running shoe example, but if, if you're about to be like in the top four or five spots for running shoe, that's so much better, of course, than being like somewhere in the high teens. And our biggest success was we saw a brand that was very close to hitting those like top couple spots for its top keywords on Thursday, Friday. And that's where we really pushed our ad spend towards those keywords to capture those rankings for the entire weekend. And we're pretty sure that's why we saw such an incredible lift on the Cyber Monday following is because we grabbed that Amazon's Choice badge for those keywords. We grabbed those top ranking spots. When you searched it, we were front and center, not only with our ads, but also organically. And that led to when it did come to Cyber Monday, all that traffic is flowing in and they're searching it. We're already there. And so, yes, our ads performed well, but with CPCs a little bit higher over... BFCM weekend and increased competition and all everyone's running a promo on Amazon, it becomes a little bit harder to maintain strong efficiency on the ad side. But that organic lift that we saw from owning those keywords on over that period way outweighed the decrease in direct ad attributed performance to come out with a total ROAS that was significantly higher than what we were seeing earlier in the month. Any instructive L's or, or misses from this year's Black Friday Cyber Money? Anything that got missed in the heat of battle that, that would have been better? Any, any, any ways that, that you've learned to do something different for next year? Um, I, I have one that was, it, it wasn't necessarily a loss. I wouldn't call it a loss. We, we have a client that we've uh, been running for several months. Um, we had planned to do a relatively strong October offer and we were pushing because October you know, tends to be a pretty strong period for them. We wanted to drive higher sales. So we put together an offer for October and it went very, very well. It was super successful. One of their strongest months ever kind of blew our projections for October out of the water. But what we noticed is that coming into November, we saw a lot slower momentum kind of leading up to our Black Friday, Cyber Monday offer when we started releasing early, early access, early deals. There wasn't as much momentum and and there wasn't as much, uh, you know, there wasn't as many people going for those offers because they had already been, our audiences had kind of been soaked up in, in October. Um, and obviously, you know, we still saw that big uptick around Black Friday, Cyber Monday. The month was still really strong. So I wouldn't call it a loss, but I think, you know, looking back, it probably would have made sense to maybe lighten the offer a little bit for 
October because the conversion rate naturally is going to be a little bit lower and we could have probably squeezed a little bit more out in November. You know, maybe overall it's a wash because we drove the revenue in October that we might have driven in November otherwise. So maybe it's actually not a big deal at all, but um, that's something that, you know, definitely a, a learning experience there. Was it was the discount the same between the two periods? Uh, it was slightly different. Or was it lower? Was it because lo- because you know like if you I wonder if they were able to discount less in October. Who knows? Maybe maybe it actually worked. Yeah, I mean that, that's <laughs> kind of what I'm thinking is maybe we should have just yeah. a little bit in in October and but uh, yeah. I actually thought it was entertaining this year. I saw a couple advertisers and brands poking fun at the like. No, for real. This time it's the best deal. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? People are just starting to get called out. I'm like, is it the best deal though, really? So I actually really enjoyed this year that some advertisers like had fun with that concept and actually probably got people to convert with that like humor angle. And just like, no, legit though, this is the best one. Any other hooks or any other hooks that stood out to you or, or ways of framing the sale or or the event to grab people's attention that, that, that worked this year? Uh, I mean, the, the classic stuff worked again, you know, get it before the rush, um, you know, avoid shipping delays, all that kind of stuff definitely still worked. Uh, and I kind of noticed that this year there was slightly less early momentum for Black Friday. You know, like we tend to, you know, do those early sales start the first week of November or whatever it is and see relatively strong momentum out the gate. Obviously not anything like Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, but I think in a lot of cases, not all cases, some cases, you know, the early sales performed amazingly, but I think in a lot of cases, people were waiting to really, really try to get that best deal. And exactly like you're saying, Cam, people were actually poking fun at that. But I do feel like consumers this year were, you know, just waiting for to make sure that, you know, they're they're getting the best deal possible which was a little bit different than last year where, where we saw that momentum a bit earlier. Yeah, I think that will be a trend heading into next year. Like as funny as that angle kind of is, it does create a real sense of urgency. Like, oh, okay, so this is actually the best deal even though they're poking fun at it. I'd be curious to see what brands do heading into next year as that like trend continues to build urgency around like, you know, actual Black Friday, Cyber Monday uh, deals, even though they're live the entire month. Yeah. Until, until brands start saying that and then release an even better deal for black Friday. <laughs> Psych. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, any other lessons learned on any of the other platforms this, this year, uh, that, that you share with the audience? Big one this year. It's almost a big one every year, but it was a little bit harsher this year for some brands. Um, Amazon's inventory limits got cut pretty drastically around mid-October, maybe late October. So brands that were able to quickly adapt to that fared a lot better, whether that meant sending in smaller shipments to restock a lot more often, whether that meant flipping to fulfill orders yourself. Um, One is (laughs) restocking Amazon usually turns out a lot better than fulfilling the orders yourself just because you get the prime badge and whatnot. Um, But in stock is better than out of stock. But those that were able to restock quickly and have good inventory coming into Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Shocker did way, way better. I know that sounds like very basic and common sense, but um, a lot of brands just don't account that there is going to be huge delays at fulfillment centers when they're sending their products into Amazon to be moved around. So like, make sure you get that in early if you can and if the limits account for it. If your sales volume isn't high enough going into October, it can be really difficult to have that inventory headroom as you get into mid-November. 
Nice guys. I think uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of value in here across these uh, these platforms. Really excited to see how things take off. My my view is like spend was down, uh, but all the other metrics, you know held really strong and in an economy where you've got, you know, the level of inflation that we're seeing, even, even instances where you're holding ground, uh, maybe not growing year over year is still a huge, huge win in this economic environment. That's, that's my take on it. So congratulations on a, uh, on a, on just, just, uh, like personally, how was black Friday this year? I think Taylor, you said you were in the same hoodie for, for basically the whole time. How, how was black Friday on, on you guys personally this year? I think talking to a handful of the buyers, one thing that, uh, that caught us off guard versus like the last two Black Fridays was like, everyone's like, there should be more panic going on. But then everyone kind of chatted around and we're like, oh, we're just well planned and everything's like where it should be, uh, opposed to like a bit more scattered brained <laughs> that we potentially could have been last year or the year prior. Yeah, we, we, we had all of the, uh, or we had a, a good chunk of the team in the office that day and we, you know, went, went for dinner and stuff. and exactly what Spence is saying. Everybody felt like last year was, or, you know, previous years were just a lot more panic and they just felt that this year we had prepped so much and, and gone into so much depth preparing for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, that it, it just seemed like at the actual time, there was just like, okay, what do we do now? We're just kind of sitting here waiting, um, which was, which is obviously good. And uh, it was good to see. So I think overall, super successful. Just hitting refresh. Yeah. Exactly. Your job on the day. Uh, we were the opposite at D2C because we launched uh, our replays for our mastermind. We decided to do it two days before because we finally got them uh, all edited up. And so we just uh, spun out a quick little uh, little Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale. It was great. Made, made some sales. Excited to get that content out there. So it was fun. But it was kind of, it was pretty slapped. It was last minute. It was didn't feel like we were like in control the whole time. It was like, let's get it out. Let's go. Yeah, on the note of preparation, I, I would completely echo. I feel like even since you know, looking back over the last th- few years at Pilot House, every year it just gets like more and more organized <laughs> and tactical as we head into this weekend. But shameless plug for uh, creative team at Pilot House. This is wild. Like we created over eight thousand unique pieces of content uh, in the months of October and November. So there was an, like a ton of content. And what maybe have changed like l- versus years past as I feel like it was evenly distributed over that time period. So just teams are generally really, really organized heading into this period. And I think that like it really had a big impact on people's uh, calmness <laughs> heading into the weekend. That's amazing. We talk about creative velocity all the time. It's good to hear a number. <laughs> hey, that's what we're talking about across these brands. 8,000 uh, different creatives. Well done. That's that's true. Actually, on the, the Saturday of Black Friday, Saturday, Monday weekend, from Friday, we saw a product that we didn't think was going to sell very well, doing really well for a brand in the listing was kind of like afterthought. We don't really sell many of it. Don't worry about it. And so we got that listing redone with like brand new creative in that same day to get it done, optimized. So it would hit Cyber Monday a lot harder. And that was done like on the weekend really fast and amazing imagery. So it's impressive. That's awesome. And it did? It upped its uh, it upped its, its numbers? Yeah, we ran out. Nice. Well done, fellas. Thanks for coming on today. Nice one. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks so much, Eric. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's all-killer, no-filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.